Season 2, Episode 2. We are here at the Bridge Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Joe Fortaleza, your host. And once again, we are so thankful that you guys can join us uh, for this episode. Uh, we're going to go right into the, the intro here, but I just want to first say thank you to everybody for supporting this podcast. Thank you for sharing and liking the social media posts, uh, your general support and listening to these episodes. Uh, we have hit 500 plays uh, since we started this podcast, and so I am so grateful and thankful for this very small mile, uh, milestone and for everybody that is tuning in. So I hope you guys can enjoy this episode, and uh, we'll uh, introduce our guests here in a moment. Eli, you want to lead us into the musical intro? Yeah, The Bridge Podcast. I am your host, Joseph Fortaleza, and we are here again uh, to talk about um, life, culture, ministry, open up the discussion, and uh, connect that to our uh, purpose, uh, God's plan for our life, uh, to advance the kingdom of God. And uh, I just want to say again, as I usually do in every episode, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning into these episodes, and thank you so much for uh, the massive support uh, that we've been receiving over the past month. Uh, it is, it is, uh, overwhelming. And, uh, so I, I appreciate it so much and hopefully uh, you guys are being blessed and, uh, receiving inspiration, being challenged by, uh, these episodes. Uh, I know I am, uh, with every guest that I get to talk with and have the honor of talking with, uh, I learned something new and, uh, something that I can take home with my, uh, in my life, my personal life and apply it, uh, in different areas. And so, uh, pray it's been a blessing. That's really the reason why we even do this, uh, have this podcast. And so, uh, be sure to give us some feedback, you know, let us know, uh, get, share your testimonies of what God has been doing, uh, through these discussions. And, uh, we really appreciate, uh, you sharing that with us. Uh, but today we are here, uh, with the Valenciano siblings. And, uh, I, we, we have been planning this episode for a bit and, uh, I'm so excited that we finally get the chance to uh, sit down together uh, and, and open up discussion. Uh, this is the first time we have, we have four guests at one time and they're all siblings. Uh, so you guys are, you, you guys are in for some really good stories, uh, some good things that we're going to open up. We're going to be talking about life uh, as a PK. Uh, and funny enough, a lot of people don't know what PK stands for. That's like, that's like a, that's like a whole nother concept for a lot of people. Uh, so when I, when I mentioned to them, oh, you know, I'm a PK, they're like, what's, what's a PK? What, is, what does that mean? And then they give me all kinds of ideas of what they think PK stands for. But PK stands for pastor's kid. Pastor's kid, that's right. Uh, so we are on this episode and everyone here is a pastor's kid, uh, including myself. And so we're, we're going to talk about that and uh, talk about kind of the things that come with being a PK, the experiences, uh, the good and the struggle, uh, the, some of the rough things that we've had to go through as pastor's kids. Um, most people know, uh, whether you're in church or not, that uh, being a pastor's kid uh, comes with uh, certain things, certain responsibilities, certain uh, ideas that many people might have. Uh, so it's definitely uh, something that we want to open up. And uh, if you are 
uh, not a pastor skater, you're just someone that attends church. I think that uh, kind of understanding uh, the background of a pastor's kid can really help, uh, you know, kind of understand how the, the pastor or the entire family kind of operates and, and where they draw their strengths from and how uh, they are able to uh, do the things that they do. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on, especially um, the, the ministry that's behind uh, being a pastor's kid and, and also the ministry of, of our parents who are the pastors. And so I'm really excited for this conversation. Uh, but first, we're going to give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. Uh, so we'll go from oldest to youngest. Uh, if you want, want to just state your name. Uh, give us a little bit of uh, background on your involvement in uh, the church, uh, in, in ministry. And then you could, uh, if you want, you can give us a fun fact or something. If you, you don't have to, but if you, if you want, uh, you can do that. Uh, but we'll, we'll let them introduce themselves. So uh, I'll go ahead and, and hand this over to uh, the eldest, uh, which I, I share a lot more experience with because I'm the oldest in my uh, family. Um, we are the... Uh, the the test rat. We are the ones that <laughs> really went through some stuff. Uh, basically, we're the we we had to uh, crawl and walk so that our siblings could run. Uh, no, just kidding. But uh, Sarah, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and let us know. Let our listeners know who you are. So hi everyone. I'm Sarah. I'm 24 years old. I'm the eldest of the four siblings. Um, so. Uh, for involvement, I do music, I do sound, I do promotions, I help out with everything I can help out with. So uh, we have a local Bible training course at our church, so I teach a few classes there too. So SPKs, we're there for cleaning, we're there for welcoming, and so that's what I do in general. Fun fact, I'm a dental hygienist. I floss people's <laughs> teeth for a living. That's what I do, other than being a PK. Um, that's pretty awesome. much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, Sarah, yeah, like she mentioned, she runs a lot of the uh, social media. So if you guys, just a quick uh, shout out, if you guys aren't following them, check them out at KM underscore Warriors, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. KM underscore Warriors. And also at UPC of Montreal. Uh, give them a follow. Uh, honestly, their uh, promotions and their posts are, are magnifique. They are, <laughs> as a graphic designer, like seeing that is so, it's so nice. So, uh, and also they, they promote a lot of great stuff. If you're in the Montreal area, you're looking for a church, uh, check out their, their page. They're posting regularly. Of course, right now with the COVID-19, it's a little bit different, I think, with you guys in Montreal. So, uh, but check that out. Anyways, thank you so much, Sarah. Let's move on to the, to the next one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sunshine. Um, Sunshine Joyce, if more specifically. I am the second child. Um, I'm 22 years old. And um, I actually had to ask my siblings multiple times because I keep forgetting my age. But I'm 22 years <laughs> old. I am involved um, in the youth. So I'm the youth leader of our church. Um, I've been leading, youth leading for only a year. So I'm not experienced. But I also uh, take care of the Bible school of our local church, which is called the Bible Training Course. So I'm kind of like the dean of the school. I manage the teachers, uh, the students, and I oversee um, the, the school in general. Obviously, my dad is the, the president. 
But yeah, I do that. I also do music. I just do like worship leading or um, backup background voice or playing the second keys. Um, and now because of this lockdown situation, I became um, uh, the media person that takes care of the live stream. Um, so that's <laughs> a new thing that I'm doing. Nice. Um, but yeah, fun fact. Um, I guess I'm going to go follow what my sister did. She's talking about her career. I am finishing my bachelor's degree in psychology and I'm going to pursue Ooh. a drug addiction uh, for my master's degree. Awesome. That's it. That's, that's solid. I think we, we talked about it too in the, the live stream. Yeah. We're, we're kind of in similar areas of, uh, of study. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah. So she's a youth leader. Uh, she recently did a 24 hour uh, live stream for Sheets for Christ, which was a huge success. Uh, I'd say, um, and if you guys see the video of this, you'll see me and uh, Jesse and I. We have the same haircut, uh, <laughs> and it is both due to the live stream. And so, uh, but they raised over six thousand dollars for Sheets for Christ, which is phenomenal. Just over twenty-four hours. Uh, those aren't pledges; those are those are donations, right? Those are yes. donated straight into uh, uh, into the uh, Sheets for Christ funds, and so that that's really phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, we're pumped to have uh, Sunshine on this episode. Let's uh, move on to the next next one. Well, hi, uh, I'm Angela. I'm 21 years old, and I'm mostly involved in the music ministry. Uh, I lead worship. Uh, I have all the background voices. I play the piano and second keys. And also, I'm uh, really involved in um, when it comes to fundraising for certain events. So when it comes to big sale and stuff, I'm... Uh, I, I work a lot in that. And uh, lately, I've been helping out with the promotions with the social media in our church. And yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Are you in the school as well, Angela? Uh, yeah, right now I'm in college. Uh, I'm in language. Language. Awesome. Yeah. There's a common trend here, guys. You see how many like hats these guys are wearing right now? <laughs> <laughs> there's a long list of things that they're involved in uh but that that's awesome angela and angela's working promotions now too so that's uh that means she's contributing to that beautiful beautiful uh instagram page as well so shout out to you angela uh all right last but not least my guy <laughs> let us know who you are bro so hi everyone um, my name is jesse um i'm the Son of the pastor, so uh, obviously I'm a drummer. <laughs> it's like it's sort of a stereotype, but it's quite true. <laughs> um, yeah, it really is. What else? Uh, I I I help. I try my best to help in 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 the church, so I try to clean. Um, not right now though, because um, no one is coming to church. But uh, I also help in sounds. Um, in the video live stream and uh, yeah, things. Yeah, that's it. you preach in that's the cool, youth. That's cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're a preacher, bro. You're a preacher. That's <laughs> that's how I remember Jesse. Jesse's a preacher, guys. I think the first time I heard you preach was uh, when you did a fiery Filipino. <laughs> and, uh, well, how I think it was a couple years ago, maybe four years ago. Yeah, you were a lot younger back then, I think. Yeah. Yeah, a while back. But you're preaching quite a bit. I see you on the live stream here and there. Yeah. That's I, good stuff. I, yeah, for the live stream, I, I preach once on a Saturday, yeah. Mm, that's awesome. I, I have a fun fact. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Let, let hit us with the fun fact, bro. 
I have no social media. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh my god. Actually, each time that we take a picture, like with my siblings or something, they always have to tag at Jesse no Instagram, something like that, and then they always have to remind me. <laughs> so you're not on any social media? Uh, no. no. <laughs> wow, I actually didn't realize that. I feel like you are. Like I feel like I see you all the time <laughs> on like Instagram and stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but so. here, here's a question I have for you, bro. How how's life outside of Instagram or outside, outside of social media? Are, are you at I, peace so. like all the time? I, I think it's sort of like um, it sort of works maybe with my. It's not for everyone, maybe because uh, obviously there's like less distraction, but I, maybe it works with my personality. I'm not always like uh, I I I sort of I'm okay to be uh. Uh, a little bit uh, alone, and I, I I'm not that like public or something. I don't I don't like exposing like what I. You're more <laughs> of a private person. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And That's so, cool, yeah. man. That's I respect that a lot, bro. I, I, like especially in this day and age, man. Like social media has like so much power. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like, and I'm not saying like it's good power. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it does have a lot of good things about it. Like. For example, the 24-hour yeah. live stream, you know, you raise a lot of funds yeah. just doing that online. Like, even, like, the churches doing services online, all that stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, there's, like, another side to it that's, like, really negative. You know what I mean? Like, lots of news around the world that's, like, really negative. A lot of angry people on social media. <laughs> so, I, res- I respect that, bro. Like, honestly, if, if I could... Uh, I would I would be off social media, but at this stage of my ministry, like I think I have like four different uh, uh, pages to manage on my on my Facebook, and like you know, like our team runs through Messenger and stuff like that. So it's like I don't think I'll be getting away anytime soon. But that's really cool, man. Uh, but thank you guys so much for uh, introducing yourselves. Uh, like I mentioned this earlier you notice that they're, they're all wearing multiple hats. Like they're, they're involved in, in so many different things. And uh, I, I think that just comes with being a pastor's kid. Like, like the, your church is, is, is a pretty good size, right? And there are a lot of people involved in a lot of different things for just based off of my visit uh, from the previous years. But even still, like the pastor's kid is still heavily involved in a lot of different things. I mean, you could have like a full on uh, music music ministry team like i i think i saw uh uh sarah like you guys had like a music retreat uh which i thought was really cool um and you had a lot of people there involved so there's a lot of people involved in that music ministry uh but of course you guys like all of you are involved in music still uh i thought that was funny with jesse like pastor son is always going to be on the (laughs) on the sticks man that's like it's a it's a it's a cliche thing, but it's actually so true. Like, I can go to a, like a lot of different churches, and they got a pass. They got a son. He's most likely on the on the drums. So that's <laughs> that's hilarious. But uh, let's let's uh, dive into uh, some of the uh, discussions here. Um, growing up as a pastor's kid, uh, I guess maybe I can ask this question first. Like, uh, at what age did you guys all start uh, getting involved in ministry? Uh, we can start with like Sarah. Sarah, how old were you when you first started? I believe I was like nine years old. Um, we had like friend, 
yeah, we had like a French um, service on Thursday nights and I could speak French. So they're like, hey, you can sing. So that's how I started, I believe. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, uh, Sunshine? I actually started, it's a bit confusing because I, I was not really like involved until um, I was 16 years old. But I think at the age of 15, I kind of started getting in the music ministry. But then I think they realized that like I couldn't sing or do anything. So they kind of kicked me out. And then um, I got back involved <laughs> um, later on, like when like we started doing like home service, which is like uh, ministry in the house. Um, my dad mm-hmm. would like randomly ask me, okay, you preach or whatever. So that's how I kind of like started. But I started really late compared to my siblings. I started at 16 years old. Mm, that's cool. That's all good. What about you, Angela? Um, you, I, it's kind of confusing to me. I'm not really sure exactly when I started, but I, I could say, I think I was in high school. I was pretty consistent with uh, when it comes to music ministry. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Jesse? Yeah, I, I believe I started 12 years old and I would uh, obviously do drums and lyrics. Mm-hmm. Drums and lyrics? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you're probably, uh, uh, didn't get to experience this, but because uh, you're a little bit younger, but when I was uh, a young, young kid, I think I was maybe seven or eight, seven or eight years old, uh, we used to have these like light projectors Oh, uh, do you, I don't know, you guys remember those? Yeah. Like, uh, not the projectors that we have now. Like, I, I forget what they're called, but it's like a lamp. You gotta plug it in. There's a light that comes yeah. up. It's like a big boxy square thing with a big yeah. piece of glass on top. And it had like a handle with a mirror on it and stuff. And then you had these individual uh, like slides yeah. uh, for every song, right? And you had to like slide oh them in. Uh, uh, during the song service that was my first oh. ministry and uh like i'll never forget it because it's so funny to think that that's how we did lyrics back then like <laughs> if you had a song like um what's one of those longer songs like victor's crown or something obviously that wasn't done back then but like if we if we did that with victor's crown right now you would have like three slides just for that one song right <laughs> you would have to like flip it and like mid mid song it's so funny but like Obviously, things have really progressed since then, right? Uh, you guys, yeah. some of you mentioned that you were doing like multimedia. Uh, so you're running, you're running the computer. Like I'm assuming you guys are running like ProPresenter or Easy Worship or some some Easy kind of program worship, like yeah. that. Easy Worship, yeah, uh, that runs that. So it's it's definitely progressed uh, since we were all kids. Uh, my first that, that was my first ministry. Then after that, I think I was like around your age, Sarah, too, like nine years old. Uh, we had a drummer at our church, uh, which was not the pastor's kid, surprisingly, but we had the drummer and he went on a a vacation or he moved. I don't actually know what happened, but he moved somewhere and we didn't know when he was coming back. And so we had no drummer. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there like a nine year old and I love the drums. You know, I, I thought it was like the coolest instrument. Everyone, you know, they, everyone thinks it's like the coolest instrument, right? Like, yeah. Like, oh, the drums, it's so cool. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? Let me, uh, let me learn. Let's let's see what we can do here. Uh, it, I mean, it looks easy enough. That's a, like my thought process. I'm like, wow, this is really easy. And so I told my, I told our music director, I was like, uh, uh, Queen James, Queen James, can you teach me drums so I can help out and play? He's like, yeah, sure. So you taught me like the basic rock beat and all that stuff. 
And he taught me that on a Saturday. Uh, and, and that was during their practice. He's like, well, just join us for our practice, see how it goes. And then the next day, I played my first service <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like any Sunday. This was like Pentecost Sunday. So, like, we were, like, playing, like, these really fast, like, and back then it was, like, those really old, like, shout, shout hymns, like, uh, yeah. you know, so I'm, like, <laughs> we, we did those songs, and I, I remember, like, completely freaking out that I just, like, I shut down, <laughs> like, yeah. my first, my first uh, church service playing the drums was a disaster, uh, <laughs> but it was fun, uh, but that's really cool to see that, uh, you know, and I think that's, that's normal, too, like, uh, starting uh, even even at uh, the age that you started Sunshine as, as a young uh, you know 15 16 that, I think that's still pretty a uh, pretty good age young age that uh, a lot of pastors can start joining up now um, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, like your your guys' experience here for a second um, and, and the reason I, like I feel that this topic is good because I know that you know with pastors kids it's not easy Right. There's definitely some uh, some struggles that come with being a pastor's kid. Uh, some some tough, especially as you get older, I find. I mean, like when you're a kid, yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's not too bad. You know, you're just all you're doing is going to school and stuff. Right. Like You, you come home and, and the weekends are like all dedicated. You don't go out because you're still young. Right. You don't have nine year olds. Yeah getting bubble tea with their friends or something like that's not, <laughs> uh, something that happens. Right. So. Uh, it, it, it was easier when we were younger, but as we got older, uh, I found it got a little bit more uh, difficult. So I'm just, I just wanted to see if you guys had any stories of, um, it doesn't have to be a struggle, but, but maybe like a story that you've had growing up as the pastor's kid that was maybe uh, unique. Maybe we can start with uh, Sarah. We'll start with the oldest. Uh, if you have a story, a unique story uh, to yourself about being a pastor's kid growing up in the church. Yeah, sure. Well, there's a lot of things we can share, but one thing that just came up to my mind was, I'm um, like transitioning from one one building to the next. Um, we like, we've experienced many miracles. One of them is we've purchased a building that we didn't even have money for, and mm. watching the renovation process was really mind blowing. And I remember just like running, like sleeping. Um, during the renovation process, sleeping on the on the floor, and then the following day we would wake up and people would be drilling on the wall and there's dust everywhere and people donating food, and just to nice. see how everybody would work. That's one thing that I, I remember and the transformation and people working and giving their life and my parents sacrificing and just the joy of sacrifice has been in mm -hmm. front of our eyes until now. So that's one thing that I wanted to share. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely get like a front row seat at uh, some of the things that go on uh, in the church that actually not a lot of people see. I think that's one of the good things about being a PK is like you, you really uh, get to witness like, for example, like your, our parents uh, and how they like our you know, pastor prepares for service and the time he spends in prayer. Like uh, being able to witness that firsthand is, is very unique. And also, like you said, the people that work behind the scenes. Like, how old were you guys when you, uh, how old were you, sir, when you uh, moved to the new building? I think I was just, like, still in high school. So, um, okay. yeah, so high school years. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you guys have been in that building that you are in now for, uh, it's been a while though, right? Yeah, it's like, About I think years? 15 years or something. 15, 15 years? Okay, that's pretty good. It's a beautiful yeah. building. 
And you guys just recently did some upgrades too. I I, uh, I haven't visited yet uh, since the the changes, but I, I noticed uh, in the live stream you guys have a bit of a different setup, uh, with especially with the sound and uh, and the media stuff. Mm-hmm. Looks very good. Uh, that's mm. but that's awesome, uh, Sarah. Thanks for sharing that uh, story. Let's let's hear. Let's uh, go the other way. Let's hear from Jesse. Uh, <laughs> give us a story, bro. Mm. growing up as a PK. It could be funny, it could be serious, it could be deep, whatever you want to do, bro. Yeah, I don't know. When, honestly, when I was a kid, I was not like, um, I, I was always like just following my dad. <laughs> and me, I always remember, because um, he was, I was like four or five years old during church uh, renovation. That's what I mostly remember about when I was a kid. And I always remember going to uh, like Renault depots and my dad trying to buy like pieces of wood just so he can bring it to the renovation. And I was not traumatized or something, but I always remembered because, you know, obviously we did not have a lot of money. And so I had my dad always trying to talk to the manager, like, Oh, could you lower the price of this? (laughs) (laughs) And like, you gotta remember like we're Filipinos. So like, you gotta have the tawad, you know, you gotta bring the price down. (laughs) Like as a pastor's kid, like I'm sure like, you know, you don't, if you're a saint, you don't really imagine your pastor trying to, like, get the lowest price, you know, but, like, <laughs> get, like that seat or, like, that carpet, like, you know, your pastor, like, he, he tried to lower the price for that, you know, so that's what I remember. <laughs> Bro, that's hilarious. <laughs> but but that, that's the reality, right? You got to do what you got to do, and, uh, you know, uh, like, for, for you guys, uh, like you, you mentioned earlier, sir, like you guys moved into a building that you didn't even have the, the money for, which it, it, that in itself is like a miracle, right? Like God really worked things out because you guys are still there. You've, mm-hmm. you've made a lot of changes. It looks beautiful. It's, it's a growing church. Uh, so that, that, I think that's uh, very unique. But I love that story, Jesse, because um, I don't know if you guys know this about my dad, but he's also like like a handyman. <laughs> like he's, he just he just loves like during this quarantine, I think he renovated like three different parts of our house. <laughs> like our house looks so different now since the quarantine started. Uh, so that's that's a really funny story. Like I, I grew up in that same same situation, bro. Like going to like Home Depot and stuff, like all those different department stores, and you know that's that's how it was. But that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's a funny story. Uh, Angela, you have a, um... a story you can share with us about your experience. One thing I I liked really like uh, growing up is I think well until now I think it's when we have guest speakers and then um, after the service even if even if we're like super tired I always enjoy those moments when we just talk to the the preachers and the pastors and just get to learn from them uh, yeah that that is a really good uh, really good point uh, I think every pastor's kid that's listening right now can 100% agree when that guest speaker comes for like Pentecost or for like Easter weekend or something. <laughs> and then like all you eat in that weekend is like takeout. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like, like the restaurant. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just sitting down uh, with them. I a hundred percent agree with that Angela. That's uh, that's a, that, those are beautiful moments. Like, especially when it's like a missionary uh, that, that comes to visit, you get to sit down you get to hear uh, some phenomenal stories. Uh, share some wisdom uh, i think i think for i was speaking for myself and maybe for you guys as well like uh those experiences like that just those small dinners that we have 
uh, with those guest speakers sharing stories uh, really helped even shape me as an individual too. Like whether it be me or my, my ministry or things like that, I think those uh, played a really big role. And so uh, if you guys ever get the chance, like uh, you, you have a guest speaker coming, uh, like I know this is a little unorthodox and I know that this doesn't happen all the time, but and talk to your pastor, see if you can join them for dinner. <laughs> see if you can come and sit down with, with some of these uh, preachers. Man. They, they, they'll have a lot of cool stories to tell. Um, plus, pastor crunch the bill, so uh, <laughs> that's not too bad either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, Angela, for that. Uh, Sunshine, tell us the story real quick. Um, okay. I don't want to say sort of will embarrass myself, but I think I'll share a really silly story. I was actually really young. Um, you know, when you're PK, it's kind of like your dad is very comfortable um, with you, even in the sanctuary. And I think sometimes I think that's where it plays. Like he forgets that, like, we're in church or whatever. And as a young, yeah. like, I was not, like, honestly, I'm not made to be a PK. Like, I was never that nice girl in church. And when I was a kid, I used to sit beside my best friend in the front, right? Um, I think every PK kind of sits in the front. Well, I, I was one of them that used to sit in the front. And I used to talk all the time, like during preaching, anything like with my best friend. And one day, like my dad got so upset. He called me out in the middle of the sermon. I was like, you sit there and you sit there. And like, he like separate both of us. Like, and he calls us out all the time randomly during preaching. Or he, <laughs> he says a weird story that happened at home. I mean, it's not, I'm offended or whatever. But I think it's not a struggle. But I think it's, I mean, I've learned to kind of like enjoy it and like laugh about it. Um, but yeah, growing up, it was it was hard sometimes <laughs> having to like hear your dad like call you out in the middle of a sermon. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's just kind of me, I guess. That's that's like a really scary thing to happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> when when pastor called, like you, uh, pastor using you as like um, like an, an analogy or an example is like one thing. Yeah. Like, but like calling you out in the middle—that's like. Where things yeah. get really like crazy, you know what I mean? That's that's scary. I think that's happened to me like once or twice when I was when I was younger because we used to have like my friend used to have like these game boys and stuff that he would bring to church when we were yeah. kids. He would bring like like video games and stuff, and like he would be playing it like under the pews kind of like thing. And then one time, my dad like my dad was aware of it, but he doesn't want to call out other kids, right? Like because that's just like. That's too wild. Like, you know, you call yeah. out, like, someone else's kid. But what, I think one time it looked like I was the one playing. And so he called me out. But I wasn't playing, right? Like, I was just, like, sitting there. But it looked like I was playing. And, and I couldn't even defend myself because it's the middle of the sermon, right? You can't be like, no. Yeah. yeah. You just kind of look around and, like, oh, all these people are looking at me now. That's, so <laughs> That's probably, like, the, the scariest thing for me, like getting called out i've heard horror stories of that like <laughs> they get pretty bad but uh just kind of to touch on that though like i think that uh the reason that's kind of like a crazy a crazy thing or scary thing is because there's a like being a pastor's kid a lot of people are looking at at us right like the the things that pastor preaches uh you know the standards that he sets uh of course, every, everyone needs to follow that because that's what the pastor says. But like we as pastors, kids are the ones who are, you know, you need to, everyone wants to make sure that these kids are, are 
following what their dad's teaching, right? And I, like I'm, I'm 99% of the time we're surrounded by saints that are loving and caring and, you know, are not out there to get the pastor. Uh, but I don't know about your guys' experience, but there, there has been a few instances uh, where there were people that joined and came to the church um, that, you know, were very new. And, and that's kind of like the first thing that they go towards and make sure like, you know, they come look at the family and see what's going on uh, with them. Um, but, but overall, the, the constant eyes that are on you, the expectations that are on you, uh, almost feels like, like being in a fishbowl, right? Like, like you're a fish and, and you're just kind of, you know, swimming around and, and doing, you know, the stuff that you're supposed to do as a pastor's kid. Um, and, and, and a lot of people are just watching. A lot of people have a certain expectation, especially as you get older. Um, so, so I'm just kind of curious uh, with you guys. Uh, Sarah, if you want to touch on this first, like, uh, sure. how did you, how did you deal with that kind of pressure? Like how, what, what kind of experience did you have with that? Uh, and, and how did you manage to kind of push through that? Sure. Um, yeah. So obviously, if you know, my dad, um, he is a preacher of conviction convictions. He had, we have strong standards, right? And my dad, he mm-hmm. will call you out. He will call out what's wrong and he's not afraid. Right. And so mm-hmm. me being the eldest, first of all, I'm a girl, right? I honestly yeah. struggled with, I struggled with a lot of stuff like modesty. And mm-hmm. so that was rough for me. And there was a time where I just didn't follow none of the standards and I was on the pulpit. Right. And so I had mm-hmm. people in my life speak to me. And I think that's why it's important to have accountability it's good to have teachers and elders in your life that will speak to you. I did struggle. I was rebel. I have a rebellious, uh, my teenagers were, it was like that. So I struggled. And so I had to go through these struggles and I had to find myself actually searching for uh, what I had to do on my own and learn on my own. And so it was rough, but I had to learn it for myself and understand what I was doing so that's that was my journey now speaking about pressure and people like looking up to you looking up to you we've had a lot of criticism um of course mm-hmm. if you have standards criticism comes they go uh, it comes like a gift right <laughs> even though mm-hmm. you don't want yeah. it but i think you have to understand that there are some truths behind some criticism and we have to be open to, to understand and listen it can be hurtful but um i mean as long as you are in check with your leader you're in check with the people that um, are overseer you it's good to have their lives and their voices over you and then you can be free from um, all that pressure if you are truly having a you have people the, the, the important voices in your life um, so that's that's how it works for me yeah that's that's awesome like do you do you find that um do you find yourself going towards uh, like you, you mentioned the influences and, and having people in your life that can kind of speak to you uh, how often uh, is, is that influence like your dad or, or pastor in this scenario, obviously, like how often do you actually go to your pastor for, for different advices or maybe elders in the church? True. To be honest, like my dad, um, whenever it, it comes up to his mind, he will talk about it right away. I mean, we can be coming like right after the service, we're on, in the car on the way home. He'll talk about it after like dinner. We'll talk about it. And I mean, sometimes I don't even look for my elders, which or my, my leaders, which is um, basically, I get it all the time. So 
my mom will come up to me. My siblings, we keep each other, in, we check each other all the time. We are very, uh, like, I talk a lot with Sunshine. We're very honest with each other. And I think it is important that we have these voices that are not just voices that, that makes us feel comfortable and at ease, but we need these voices so we can grow and we can um, live a right, righteous life and a good life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that kind of that mentality um, or the principles that you're sharing uh, doesn't just apply to pastor's kids, but I think that's like a general life, uh, life hack, if you will. Like, uh, because life is full of pressures everywhere that we go. Um, we're we're going to deal with a lot of pressure at work, school, whatever it might be. Um, I think that accountability is, is like a big key to releasing that. Um, and so like, I, I think that's really great that you shared that, especially when it comes to our pastor's kids. Um, I know there are a few of you that, that listen to this podcast as well uh, in our district and, uh, and outside as well. Um, I think that's a very key point for you guys, uh, even in your, in your young years. And especially as you guys get older, um, have those open conversations with, with your, your parents about uh, the struggle that you're dealing with and the pressure that you're dealing with. Um, I think that's with you guys, you guys are simply have, you know, four of you that you guys can kind of communicate with one another. I think that's, or that's going to help a lot. Uh, but for those of you that don't have um, the blessing of having other siblings and it's kind of just you and your parents in the ministry, um, be sure to have that open dialogue. I think that's really important um, as, as you're going along this journey with them. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this term, but like, uh, they say one, uh, once a pastor's kid, always a pastor's kid, like whether you stay in the church or not, uh, when people find out that your parent is a minister of some sort, that's going to send a certain idea about who you are. Um, and so that pressure is going to be lingering. That pressure is going to be there regardless. And, uh, it's really key for us to uh, have those open conversations. Um, so, so thank you, uh, Sarah, for sharing that. Um, Maybe I'll, I'll move to uh, uh, Angela. Um, if you want to share, if you, maybe you could share a little bit uh, about this idea of, of expectations and, and the pressure of being a PK uh, from your perspective. Uh, well, I think, um, well, growing up with two older sisters, I've learned that um, it's part of part of life, I guess, or like part of the life of a PK. So I think what really helped me is seeing how my siblings went through it and overcome certain things, uh, that, it was that I was able to overcome certain things with pressure and expectations in my life uh, through, through them. So I guess that's what helped me, me being the third sibling, I guess. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a big blessing too. Like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, like the, the thing about being the oldest, like you really uh kind of, kind of go through a lot of this stuff um and and your the siblings are the younger ones are watching right they're 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 watching kind of how how things went and, and how they can learn from you and so i think that in your situation angela that's really that's really a, a blessing uh as well uh i'm gonna touch on i'm gonna talk to jesse real quick because jesse you're the youngest uh, but not only are you the, you're the youngest you're the only uh male in the other than your dad in the in the family uh, so you got three three older sisters, bro. Uh, uh, tell tell us about your experience growing up as a PK, bro. Like, what were some of the things that you had to go through in your situation? 
Yeah, you know, um, honestly, like for when I when I would grow up, I would always like uh, see not that they were like uh, being like attacked, my sisters, but like I could see like their struggles being and like an actual PK, and so even like until now, like it's not that I I choose to like ignore people because that that is not a right thing to do, but when there's some things that that people like put pressure or, or some. I don't know, they, you know, they say like stuff about you because, oh, you're the son of the pastor. Maybe you should, maybe you're doing this or that, or um, it, it's like, it's not to a point where you tolerate it, but I think me, I, I, I believe I, you know, it's, we have to acknowledge it because it, it's there, but it's not that we're going to live our life with it. It's, we have a mission and a goal as not as a PK, but as a Christian and we have things to do in the church and, and, think refusing to let those things stop our ministry and, and serving God will will help us to continue to to do what we have to do yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely that's huge man that focus that is required uh, and it's that's required of everybody but uh, I'm not trying to sound biased but it's definitely something that we as PKs got to have growing up you know going through the same processes of, of school uh, being a teenager and, and all that entails and also being a pastor's kid, you know, we, there's definitely a lot of distractions that come along. Um, and a lot of, sometimes, uh, like, I don't know if the, you guys can relate to this, but sometimes I find like, uh, especially when, when you really care about uh, the people around you and you care about the opinions of other people, which I know you shouldn't, you know, to a certain extent, you know, you should, you shouldn't allow that to affect you. But uh, in reality, sometimes it does, right? It, you know what, what people say about uh, about you, or even worse, what they say about the 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 your your parents, right? They say about the pastor and your family, like you know those things really really get to you, really affect you. Um, but like you said, Jesse, it's it's important because we we have a mission as believers uh, and as followers of Jesus Christ to to perform a certain duty, um, and, and we were tasked with it, with that duty from the from the get go, right? Like. Uh, we were we were thrown into it, um, and whether we were we liked it or not, or whether we were ready, um, it was necessary for us to be involved in our parents' ministry. Um, I want to ask this question to Sunshine, um, uh, really about personal personal salvation, because I think this is something that a lot of people kind of uh, have the wrong idea about with pastors' kids. Uh, yeah. Like you know, they're they're born into the church, they grew up you know in the church, and so, so, so they the requirements for them to, to be saved are, are are different, or maybe not as not not as visible as it is for everyone else. But uh, what are your thoughts on that, Sunshine? Like, how 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 would you respond to someone or or have that conversation with someone? Let them know about uh, having your own salvation, having your own mm-hmm. testimony. Um, I love this question because in university, a lot of people actually ask me this question. Um, knowing that I'm a PK, people think that like, it's so easy to follow like all the rules. It's either you do it or like you don't do it. Um, but me growing up, I kind of, I always tell this to people is that my parents uh, raised me in a way that they gave me the tools to serve God. And at some point, they kind of let you use those tools um, to kind of, uh, you know, develop your own relationship with God and serve God and, you know, uh, be able to be saved by these tools. Yes, our parents are there for 
to, to help us and to guide us, but you know, they will never save us. And me growing up, I kind of, um, I had, I struggled with that because I, I always thought that I didn't have to do anything. And I'm like, well, my parents are good and I'm going to be good as well. But as you get older, you realize that um, your parents will just give you the tools and then you will have to use these tools. Um, I always say like my parents gives us a box with all of the tools inside. And then as we grow older, it's up, for, it's up to us to take these tools and do it. So there's no excuse here and there that, you know, it was too rough or this and that. Um, you know, the way I see it is that you have your own story. Does, I'm not, like, because of my family name, it doesn't mean that, um, like, I'm going to be safe. And it sounds so, like, simple to say, but, like, for me, I really, I, I, I questioned God, too. Like, I, I doubted the existence of God. Um, when, I was, when we were younger, one of our uncles passed away. And we watched our parents every day, every week, go walk in the hospital, pray in tongues. And like, we were kids and we stayed in the hallway and we watched that and we believed, but then he died. And th that for me was when I'm like, okay, I need to know for myself if God is real. And th that's what the things I tell to people is that like, we're human beings too. And we have a life, we see the same things that you see. And so as a PK, I think, it's even easier for us to doubt because we see everything that goes on at home. Mm -hmm. You know, we could see our dad preach or whatever, but we see the reality in home and the weaknesses. And, and, and it's easier for us to be critical, like, you know, criticize our parents and, and to judge our parents because we see them in real life. But, you know, what I tell people is that our parents, they're human, but they also give us the tools. And so, like, growing up, I, I made sure to, like, read my Bible to really search for myself, you know. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. That's no, but, that's that's really good. Like that's definitely a unique thought that I actually like that just clicked for me now. Like, um, you know, we always talk about how, and and it's true how great it is to see like, uh, the behind the scenes of of our parents and stuff and all the you know like you shared Sarah earlier like, you know, just seeing all the work that gets put behind everything and and how hard people work in background. Like that's definitely good to see, but at the same time, um you know, seeing all of that, you also have to make sure for yourself, like, you know, is this legit? Right. Cause, yeah. because you, like you said, sometimes, you know, seeing all the, the stuff take place, seeing all the, the hospital visits, you know, um, you know, it, it, there are even some times when uh, like, you know, pastor was, was out for most of the day or sometimes multiple days uh, just visiting and, and working with individuals who are struggling. Um, and, and when it doesn't work out, you got to, you know, be comfortable with yourself, understanding what the word of yeah. God says, that even though these, these terrible things happen, and even uh, like when, uh, like for those of you that are listening, um, you know, we, just because our, our parents are our pastors or they're, they're involved in the work of God, or they've given up, you know, a lot of stuff, sacrificed a lot to uh, do this, right? It doesn't mean that we have a perfect life. Right. Like, and, and I think that, um, you know, a lot of people have that misconception and they, they think that, you know, we don't have problems in, in our household, that we don't, you know, struggle with the same things that other people do. Like, you know, life happens to us too, right? Life happens to our pastor. And in those moments, you might not see it translate on the pulpit when he comes and preaches to you, to, you know, the congregation. But behind the scenes, there there are some really tough times that our family have you know, has gone through, right? And I'm sure you guys can say kind of a uh, similar thing. Like, um, I know 
uh, for me, I, I have siblings. Uh, I have two of them, uh, Jason and Jessica. Uh, Jason's like two years younger than me. My sister's four years younger than me. Um, we have our differences. It happens. <laughs> like, uh, you know, there are moments that... Uh, <laughs> uh, there, are, there are moments that we don't get along. Uh, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Happens, right? that's, that's the way it is with siblings. Um, even with uh, the relationship with our parents, sometimes it's not always the smoothest, right? Yeah. Uh, when you know we we get in trouble about with stuff too like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like sunshine like sunshine story like sometimes we'll even say it in the pulpit you know that happens right yeah um but but it's the reality and um uh I, I, in those moments and i hope this is an encouragement to any kind of any pk that's out there listening to this uh it's okay it's okay to struggle yeah. like it, it, it's 100 percent okay um, obviously you don't want to stay that way. You don't want right. to, you know, find yourself shutting down and, and just, you know, dwelling on, on that. You obviously want to break free from that, but it's okay that you struggle and, and deal with life with certain things. And um, sure. A lot of people are going to maybe have their own ideas on what, what happened with them, you know, what's going on uh, because obviously they're connected to it. And, and it's something that, that may affect them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may affect them. Uh you know, there have been instances where there are families that are, are struggling with stuff and they need time to step down, uh, you know, take a vacation and, you know, people's minds run wild. Like trying to, you know, just trying to guess, you know, what, what's uh, going on in, in the Fortaleza family, what's going on in the uh, Astor's family. But, you know, we, we struggle. That's definitely a, a big thing. Um, and that's, that's the reality. Uh, but, but that pressure is there uh for uh for pastors kids a lot of the times um here's one thing that that i'm curious about uh from your guys' perspective um and and i'll I'll get jesse to talk about this one first um but uh stats and history tells us that there is a large percentage of of pastors kids that uh choose to walk away from uh, a relationship with God uh, from the call of God. And that's not to say that only we have that, you know, obviously this relationship with God is for everybody, but particularly, and I've, I've looked into this a, a bit myself, um, like with pastors, kids uh, choosing to, to go a different direction. Um, I'm just curious with your own thoughts and your own idea. Why do you think that's a thing? And this is, this might be beyond like, you know, the apostolic movement too, but like just in general, um, in whatever denomination, like why, why do you think that this is a a thing in our statistics? Uh, I, I don't, maybe I don't know exactly, but how I would like see it is, I don't know, maybe a a pastor, he, um, maybe five years before he started the church, he was, I don't know, maybe heavily involved in ministry. He was from a Bible school or something. And he had his relationship with God. And he met his wife or something. And he started to make a church. And then they had a child. But maybe that child, he did not have all of that uh, foundation um, all very strong in place. But then he's put into a pioneering church where, I mean, it, it, it is, it's, it's quite heavy. And then he grows up in a place where it's not that it's it would be easier for him, not that it would be easier 
for his relationship of God to be in like a big church where he can hide or something. But it, not not that it's it's easier or better than the other. It's just it, it's it's a place where when you are uh, at a place where your dad is is at the ministry and he he has obviously a lot of effort and he is prepared for that because he he is prepared. God called him and everything. But um, and then but when you're a kid and it's not that you know you're, you're sort of like put there it's not like if you were a saint and you said i want to join the church or something <laughs> you know you're not like i'm gonna i want to be a son of a pastor you know you, you cannot you know come from the world and be like i'm gonna be a son of a pastor no but you were like born there and so i think a lot of maybe pastors kid they and i obviously maybe i don't know why but maybe this the reason why the stat is so high is because i mean it's not it's where like the power of choice was not given to you but you sort of maybe at the end your choice was to leave and maybe that's that's why it was but i mean at the end of the day the the end salvation is still up to you and so i think that's what you want absolutely i think that that's really insightful bro like and the, that kind of uh, links in with what uh sunshine uh, kind of shared too like uh you you got the choice to make for yourself um and so like just just out of like, i know every situation is different uh but and maybe sarah you could uh touch on this one uh like with, with with the situation being different maybe you can share it from your own uh perspective but do you feel that maybe uh the reason like definitely the foundation is a big part. Um, but why, why, why do you think that that becomes like a, an issue or maybe why is that like not something that's being put in place as a, in, in a, in the life of a, your, your kid as a, you know, as a pastor, like wouldn't that be like the, one of the first things that you would want to have in place, you know, for your kid? I don't know. <laughs> um, I understand. Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, I think I want to bring it out there. Being a pastor's kid is not luxurious. It's not some mm-hmm. cool thing that, yes, there are so many great things. And yes, it's an honor to serve, but there's a lot of pain involved, a lot of pressure, a lot of criticism, a lot of um, heartbreaking things that will happen to you. And I believe one of the reasons why PKs leave, like just said, like you don't have a choice. You're just there. And it's easy to give up. It's easier to, to, to leave everything and not face the reality. It's easier to leave and not grow and mature and understand. And, um, and truly, we need a lot of prayer and we need to intercede and fast. And it's a lot of things that you, gotta, you have to let go of your flesh. You have to, it's a lot of work to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have God. Yes, we have prayer, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of communication. It's a lot of learning. It's a, it's, and so I think it's because it's easier to, to give up. And unfortunately, not all PKs, I understand it's different case to case, but not all PKs have the friends that maybe, you know, they wish they had to open up or speak to. Um, I believe a lot of PKs have experienced heartbreaking situations where they like people leaving the church or their finances at home being affected, their children, they have to share their parents with hundreds of people. The, the, the time at home that they have to sacrifice to give to, to their communities. It's, and so it's, 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 it is not easy, 
And I think that's one of the reasons why PKs, they, they kind of lose that, that the thing that they can have at home. And um, there's so many things, right? But I think the pain can be so painful that it, without the help of God, without the help of, uh, of, without the help of people that have wisdom, for sure. Leaving is just the easier, I would say, option. And even then, mm-hmm. leaving the people that loves you, leaving the, a great ministry is even hard. So, I mean, it can be overwhelming uh, for pastors, kids. Mm-hmm. I think. That's, that's really good. And, you know, that's, that's, a, that's definitely a side of uh, being a pastor's kid that people won't see 90% of the time. Uh, and, and, and I don't know about you guys, but that's, that's always been a struggle for myself. Like that, that kind of thought always creeping in about, you know, uh, it'd be much better to just, you know, to, to leave, right? Like between the pressure of being a pastor's kid uh, in church, you know, the, there's also kind of a pressure at home too. Uh, you know, being a pastor's kid, like there's, there's just pressure all around. Um, and, and you're basically from a, from the very get, from the get go, you, you need to be able to manage that plus all the other stuff that people go through, you know, imagine, you know, you're not a pastor's kid. You still have to deal with, you know, things in life, right. There's drama with stress with school, whatever it might be like um, emotions, you know, running, these are things that regular people deal with on a regular basis. Uh, but we have an extra element kind of attached to that. Um, I, I, th- I think I agree with you guys in, in your answers there, like 100% are the, the reason why people are walking away. Pastor's kid. I remember uh, being in, uh, in high school. I think I was in grade 11 uh, going to senior year. Uh, sorry, grade 12. Uh, and uh, like I, I had an English teacher who was a phenomenal guy. Like, I don't know if he'll ever hear this episode. That's why I'm sharing the story. <laughs> but shout out to Mr. Ringham. Mr. Ringham is an awesome guy. I, I have nothing bad to say about him, nothing against him. Uh, I think this, this kind of just happened in the heat of a moment, in the, of the moment. Um, maybe he was stressed or something. So I, I have no, no bad blood against him. But I remember him saying, like, uh, like he, he was just, a, like, not in a good mood during class. You know, like, sometimes you just come to class and your teacher's, like, not in a good mood. <laughs> anything like anything will set him off um, it was like one of those situations like and I literally remember not saying a word uh like and there were people around me talking like people were distracted being distracted in class and all I did was I was like smiling for some reason like I was just smiling <laughs> I don't know like I you just somebody just smile right and then he's like he straight up said to me like why, why do you uh just so why do you have that smirk on your face and I'm like I mean, like, <laughs> and then like he, he pulled this comment out of nowhere, like, and this this kind of hurt me when 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 he said it, but like it just came out of nowhere, because uh, he knew my dad was a pastor. Everyone in my school knew because uh, I went to a Christian school, a private school. It wasn't a big school. Um, my parents came in, like they met teachers and stuff. Like it was a pretty tight knit community, so they, he knew that I was a pastor's kid. And then he said like. Uh, just so, like after saying that comment this is completely like unrelated right like why do you have that smirk on your face and then he follows up with did you know that uh majority of uh, of ministers kids uh end up in, uh, addicted to drugs and stuff i was like wow 
like, like and he's just straight up said like yeah, they don't follow after their parents footsteps and i was just like i, I remember being like a like a like high schooler like thinking that's that's pretty messed up to say to like a, <laughs> to a, to a kid. i was just my mind was blown and and low-key like that that kind of just one comment it didn't change my life but it definitely like put something into perspective that the enemy i'm not just not i'm not talking about my teacher but the enemy like like the, like satan the kingdom of darkness definitely will use things like that to try and get into the head of a pk right they'll put thoughts like you'll you won't amount to this like you won't be able to uh fill the shoes of 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 your parents you you know he'll, he'll speak those lies into you which increases on the pressure um, and then we get this feeling of of emptiness of, of of vulnerability like being completely separated from everyone um and, and all that stuff it, we, we just feel like a huge disconnect and um that, i think that definitely uh contributed to the thoughts of wanting to step away um and just you know not deal with it um but thanks be to god you know you guys are still here like we're there are, there are a lot of young people, uh, a lot of young people who are like a lot of PKs that didn't, uh, you know, make it through, um, and living completely different lifestyles. And we still love them. You know, the church still loves them, but it's definitely a tough thing to see. Um, if you look at the industry right now, the culture right now, uh, with the entertainment industry, with, uh, fashion, whatever, surprisingly, there are a lot of people in those industries that, were pastors kids at one time. I actually looked it up. Like I looked up some big names that were pastors kids. And, and this might surprise you guys. I'm going to go, I'm going to talk, like list them out real quick. Um, the Jonas brothers. The Jonas brothers what? are like, they're, they're, really? they're like, um, yeah, they're, uh, if you don't brothers. know who the Jonas brothers are, they're <laughs> yeah, a group of siblings, they're brothers. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're a band, uh, very popular back in the day when we were all <laughs> teens. And uh, now they've they're they're back again putting out music. They're uh, a lot older now. But the Jonas Brothers, um, they they actually did a documentary about their life, and probably the first uh, the first like um, maybe thirty minutes of that talked about their life as pastors' kids. Oh wow! And like their dad was a pastor. Uh, I think it, they were like. Um, they were Pentecostal, but they, they weren't like Apostol, EPCI or anything like that. But they were Pentecostal um, and very old school. Like they, they, they had, you know, everybody dressed up. Uh, those were the times when like you had to wear like a white, a white dress shirt. That was like a requirement. Uh, and yeah, they, they literally grew up like their, their musical talents were used in music ministry. Like they were, they were playing the guitar. Like it, it's crazy. I had to think that, but uh, like they actually shared in their documentary as well. The reason they left was literally because um, of the pressure that they were dealing with amongst the saints. Um, now, obviously, I don't, I didn't, I don't agree with their lifestyle. Um, they definitely need Jesus again. <laughs> but yeah, like when you know they started out as the Jonas Brothers playing music, they started playing like kind of a rock music. Um, mainly about like girls and stuff like that like really the corny teen music you know what i mean like <laughs> 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 but, but they started playing that and then 
um, the church uh, saw that and they were like, wow, why are they playing this kind of music? And immediately they stopped looking to the, to the kids and started looking at the pastor. Yeah. Like their dad. And, and what ultimately resulted in that is the dad was removed as a pastor. Like the board literally voted him out uh, because of that situation. And uh, they, I think they ended up homeless for a while or something like that. But like, that's just like one example of how like the, the, that pressure is there. Like I said, I don't agree with their lifestyle, like, but the pressure that, you know, our actions affect our parents too. Right. Like when the church sees what, you know, the stuff that we do and, and get involved in that, that kind of uh, reflects on, onto uh, the pastor, whether it's like related or not to, you know, what he's doing uh, in his ministry and stuff, it, it still connects. Um, and it's like, kind of sad to see like when people see like uh, pastor's kids backslide uh, immediately, like the confidence that they have in their pastor goes down. Like, I, I think that's a completely wrong way of, of approaching it and, and really looking at that. And I think that if you have that mentality, there's something you got to check out <laughs> uh, because yes, we talked about it here already. Like we have to have our own salvation. Uh, but with that comes our own choice and sometimes that choice is not directed towards the kingdom of god sometimes that choice goes somewhere else and that's not the pastor's fault that's not the parents fault they did their best you know they 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 did what they did had to do they taught the right things uh but in the end the principle still applies they got to make a decision yeah um so that that was really interesting um I'll, I'll, i'll rush to the other ones uh katy perry another yeah recording artist uh i think she she's kind of open about that too uh about how terrible it was apparently but we're not going to touch on that <laughs> um denzel washington really is a no popular idea. actor he was a he was a pastor's kid um phil jackson you guys know phil jackson he's uh, like a really popular basketball coach for the lakers mm-hmm. chicago bulls yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> if you know that's <laughs> Jesse, no, you know Jesse. Yeah. He coached, he coached Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, this guy, he was also a, a minister's kid. And the list goes on, actually. Like, I'm not going to go through everything, but the list is very long of individuals who have stepped out. And so, uh, definitely uh, what you guys have shared so far has contributed to that, to, to those things. But uh, I, I want to kind of move into a more, a more of an encouraging encouraging thing <laughs> we talk about the struggles all day long but but really there's a lot of blessings that come with being a pastor's kid yeah uh so so i I'll, I'll direct this question first to uh uh to angela sorry if i'm, if, if I'm kind of like <laughs> throwing these out randomly but uh angela like if there's anything you would change uh it w- first of all is there anything you would change and if so what what would it be um okay i'll go like i think of course a lot of things we want to change but if we're going to be honest if like these things are what are what makes us i don't know if that makes sense yeah like you know what i mean like um we could want to change a bunch of things to have like less pressure to have less uh people like 
criticizing us. But I mean, at the end of the day, these things are what makes us and these things are what uh, helps us be who we are once you've overcome them. So yeah, if anybody want to, wants to answer really the question, <laughs> you can. Uh, no, that's really good though. That's really good. Like uh, we talked about all these experiences and, and the struggles, but they definitely gave, uh, give you guys like tough skin, right? And I think you get past, get to a certain point, you know, uh, I agree 100% Angela. Like it really def- uh, defines you, the struggle that you deal with. Um, and, and I think ultimately people see that, uh, like the, the church members, they'll, they'll notice that as well. Um, kind of a different question for, uh, Sarah, uh, what kind of message would you give to, uh, a non-PK? Like, what would you want, uh, them to be aware of kind of thing? If that okay. makes sense. Sure. Um, I would say. First of all, we are just like you. Like we have feelings. We get bored too. Like sometimes the preaching is long too for us. And um, like our dads or our will preach the same message a hundred times. And then when we'll, when we'll go home, right for dinner, he'll preach again. Um, it's a joke, but mm. it happens. But I would say um, uh, we are human. Like it's so like okay, I get it, but it's true. Like like you said, we have school. We have work. We're thinking about um, our finances. We want to hang out. Like, can can we get invited to to your hangouts? Um, yeah. <laughs> let's go sh- like, let's go have coffee. Let's go shopping. Let's go to uh, Six Flags or let's, let's just <laughs> hang out. But look, look, the thing is this: I think oh a lot of P- non PKs would would say, "Well, well, aren't you like holy? Aren't you supposed to be like you know being in church all the time?" But Fun fact, we want to have fun. We are human. We are mm-hmm. teenagers. We, uh, we want to enjoy life. God gave us um, mm-hmm. life and we, he wants us to live it abundantly and not just be inside a box. And mm-hmm. because we want to have fun with you and we, that's it. okay, I've been speaking a lot, but yeah, that's, no, that's good. That's hundred percent. That's hundred percent. That, 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 I think that, that connection, um, between you and like the youth group, for example, like, that, that's something that I think is really, uh, really important, really key. And so, like, if you guys are listening to this and you're, you're part of a youth group, you're not the PK, uh, check up on, on, your, on the pastor's kids, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, shoot them a text. Like, give them a call, man. Just see how they're doing because, you know, it's not easy, man. Like, we, we're talking about this entire episode. Like, it's, it's really not an easy thing. Um, it's easy to feel um, separated and like left out mm-hmm. uh because like one time i had someone uh come to me and tell me like so do you like wear jeans <laughs> or like are you always wearing a, do you always yeah. wear a suit <laughs> yes by the way we do, we do wear regular casual clothes <laughs> like just the idea that people have you know um but yeah like that's that's really good uh you gotta you gotta make sure you you keep in mind uh the pks in your church um and to be honest if 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 you're a youth leader actually uh, i'll just throw this out there if you're a youth leader you'll you'll benefit a lot from connecting uh having a strong connection with the pastor's kid uh, like that's just like a, a tip for you right there if, if you're a youth leader get connected with the pastor's kid um because they, that'll really uh help the youth group in, in a lot of different ways especially uh, with the influence there um, and also you you get in with the pastor when you do that so 
that's a that's a that's a nice little tip for you there. Uh, sunshine. Uh, I'll I'll kind of throw uh, the same thing. What what's another thing that you want people to be aware of about PKs? Um, I think for me is like the PKs are not your uh, therapist or they're not your psychologist. So growing up, you know when they think they're the PK, they come to you. And they tell you your problems. Like me, I, I remember I was like, probably like 15. Somebody came up to me in the church. Okay, I'm not going to say their name. Start telling me about their problems with their, their husband and like, Ooh. like really weird stuff. And like, I don't know if it happens <laughs> to you, but like when you're a PK, I feel like they think that you have like, like extra power or something. And they kind of like, they tend to come to you and, and, and tell you, by the way, um, why is the, the curtain like this? Or why is the projection like this? Like, I don't, like, I don't know, right? And, like, I don't know. For me, it's kind of that. Like, people, like, we are not, um, like, we're not psychologists. We don't know everything. Yes, we are connected to the pastor, but um, we don't have the solutions for everything. And yeah. um, so, like, yeah, I think that's what I would say to people. Like, um, I am a PK, but I'm not a pastor or I'm not a pastor's wife. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't have all the tools, especially if they're young. You know, it's like, it's, I, I don't know. When I was a kid, I remember, like, going to my dad and saying like oh this sister told me that she has a problem with her husband and be, my dad would be like no that's not true and I'm like yeah it's true they told me and like I don't know <laughs> I would say that like especially for those that are young but I think for those that are older like um I agree with my sister like we are human but I think also that we need everybody needs to understand too that um we're very stressed some most of the times like we we, we have a lot in our plate and sometimes uh, we make mistakes in the sense of like reacting in a certain way or in the church, we, we may seem like we're, we're um, like, I don't know, that's maybe just, 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 that's just me. But as a BK, I feel like we're always not stressed out in a negative stress, but there's a lot of things going on in our plate. So whenever somebody kind of tries to come to you or whatever, and we make mistakes sometimes. And, and mm-hmm. I don't like to blame it mm-hmm. on stress, but um, yeah, we're humans and we make a lot of mistakes. And that's one yeah. thing I... I would like to tell anybody that's listening. Like we make a lot of mistakes, and so that's yeah. normal. We make a lot of mistakes, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's facts. Have have, be sure to have some grace for for yeah, the pastors' kids in your church, man. That's that's so true. But but that's that's actually really funny though. How like people people always be coming to you with with the problems and like yeah. You know, you know how like in the workplace, there's like the water cooler where everyone goes and gossips about all the stuff that's happening yeah. in the workplace. I feel like sometimes we're like the water cooler. And just people just yeah, come around yeah. us and start like talking about like all the stuff that's going on. Uh, oh and, and oh, by the way, I want to add to that. We are not like, like if you have something to say to the pastor, don't go to us yes. and tell yes. us to the pastor. Oh, go oh to the pastor gosh. yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, it's, it's actually mind boggling how much that, how often that happens. Like it's crazy. Like, <laughs> and all you do is like nod. That's right. Yeah, yeah we're just like yeah, oh yeah, totally for sure. Yeah, like no, that's, <laughs> talk oh, talk my. to the pastor about it. <laughs> we it's been said multiple times already, but like the the burden is already really heavy on on pastors. Yeah, it's just it's how it is, and so you know. Go to the pastor who might have a heavier load, but he has experience, right? And he has, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of things that are, um, you know, more foundation, you know, better advice, more wisdom. And so it's, you want to go to the, the person that God has placed 
in that position to, to yes. lead and guide. <laughs> I remember in um general conference, uh, the daughter of Brother Bernard, I forget her name. Uh, yes, but it's it's uh, Brother Bernard's daughter, and she was tasked with uh, introducing Brother Bernard for the final preaching. And she said something that was so funny. She's she like, oh, people always ask me, what is it like uh, growing up in the household of Brother David K. Bernard? Like, and people sometimes think that, you know, he kind of just floats around, <laughs> like <laughs> levitates around the house. Like, he's uh, like this, this supernatural. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny, like, how people really, the ideas that people have about, like, yeah. you know, pastors and, and the families and stuff like that they, they think that you know the house is like you know we, we all got like a certain schedule and you know we we, we sit around the table and, and do all we this all stuff meditate. Like, yeah like we're in a circle like, no, like <laughs> we all work jobs we all have you know school and stuff sometimes there's yeah. some weeks that we just are not like eating at different times you know it's just we're like yeah. the regular family is what we've been trying to say this whole episode but um lastly let, uh, we're gonna we're gonna close this out because we're we could talk all day <laughs> uh oh my jesse <laughs> jesse bro um i'll leave you with this last question before we pray um but what's the one encouragement you would give to all actually I'll, I'll get you guys all to kind of share one advice but what encouragement would you give to uh pk out there um, a little bit like in, in line to what I said in, before is that obviously we don't, we do not have the choice of, of being in the place that we are in, but you know, it's, it's not the, the, the worst position you can be in, but it, it's, it's an amazing place because, um, you know, it's, it's where the pastor's home is. And so obviously the choice is, is on you. And just like Angela said, where there are things that we go through, it, it makes us who we are. And if we read our Bibles, you know, Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I, I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And so you have to realize that, you know, people say that they are in the world. They say, you know, God, you know, he, he created me. He knew who I was and, and he knew he formed me. And so we must realize that as a pastor's kid, God knew who we were before he put us as a pastor's kid. And if you were able... God made you in a way where you are able to handle and overcome as a pastor's kid. Well, you are able to overcome as a pastor's kid. So, yeah, that's my encouragement. That's good stuff, bro. That's good stuff. Sunshine, what's your um, encouragement you would give? I would say um, hang in there. It, it gets harder, but it's easier to manage. And uh, one thing I would say, if you're listening and you're a PK, you have to pray. You have to fast. Like, you need to read your Bible. Um, it doesn't mean that you go to church that you don't have to do these things. As a matter of fact, you have to do it even more. So I encourage you to pray more, fast more, read your Bible, like the whole Bible. Study for yourself. Um, you know, you have to prove yourself, not to the church. Don't prove yourself to your parents. You need to prove yourself okay. to God. You got you to gotta have that approval from God. Um, mm -hmm. I know you are a, pa a pastor's kid and that's your identity, but I encourage you to pray fast. That's like, that's like the foundation of every human being. But as a pastor's kid, um, 
it should be more engraved in you. And so um, I want to encourage you that you can make it. And, um, you know, as long as there's joy, make sure that you do everything with joy. And, um, yeah, life will be great. Okay, it's not that easy, but, yeah, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I love love what you said, though. It gets harder, but it gets easier to manage. That's that's, that's 100%. That's good. Uh, Angela, do you have any encouragement for our PKs out there? Uh, yeah, it's it's somewhat along the lines with what Jesse was saying. Um, we have to understand that uh, even if it's hard, uh, and it gets harder as we're saying, but uh, God won't give us anything that we're able, we will not be able to handle. And um, there's a reason why not everybody are PKs, uh, but there's there's a reason why we are PKs, and because God knows that we could handle it and that um, mm-hmm. we could trust in Him through it all. That's good. That's beautiful. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Angela. Uh, and lastly, Sarah, if you have one last final piece of encouragement for all of our PKs that are listening. Yeah, sure. Um, I think remember that you're in a spiritual battle, whether you're on a mountaintop or you're really struggling really bad. Remember that God is fighting for you. And uh, when it gets overwhelming, just keep it simple. Like Sanchez said, go pray and fast. Um, I would say, don't be mediocre, go hardcore. You gotta be, you gotta go full. You have to be full. You have to go completely a hundred percent because you really, you truly cannot be one foot in the world, one foot in the church. Um, it's a battle. So it's either you're going to go in or not and know that God is for you. Keep it simple. Just have a relationship with God on a daily basis. If you have that on a daily basis, you'll be able to be victorious. Don't push it to tomorrow. Don't stop looking behind you, but um, know that God is fighting for you. You just got to go day by day and you'll be able to make it. Awesome. That is, that is so good guys. Uh, It's, it's, it's a war. It's that, that's that's yeah. the reality that's it. We're, we're all dealing with this uh, but at the same time we're all in this together uh, and, and so just a quick message to all of our PKs you're not alone uh, yeah. whether you're in somewhere in the missions field um, by yourself with your parents or you're with your siblings and pioneering in a in new church in Montreal right? <laughs> wherever you are um, just know that there are PKs all over the world that share your experiences, um, that go through the similar stuff. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to get connected. Uh, there are people that love you, that, that are praying for you, that care for you. Uh, we're blessed to be part of an organization like the UPCI that has resources um, for PKs. Um, you know, an outlet that you guys can communicate with others. Um, I really love that aspect of like uh, BOTT or um, uh, even general conference where they have like sessions just for PKs. I think those are really uh, necessary, really important. Um, and if you don't know how to reach out, send us a message here at the bridge podcast. Um, we'll get you guys connected with, with some other PKs, man. It's, it's a joy. Like when, when I come visit Montreal and uh, I, I have the honor of preaching at uh, UPC of Montreal uh, afterwards, we go to this phenomenal Chinese restaurant. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah. Come Guys, like <laughs> we go to this place. It's like literally walking distance from their church. We sit around this table. We have a bunch of food. And we just like connect and talk. And 
honestly, that's like one of my favorite parts of visiting Montreal is just like connecting with you guys. Um, and so don't be afraid to do that. If you're listening, um, don't be afraid to connect uh, when your parents go out to preach or you have someone coming to preach and they're bringing their family, connect with the other pastor's kids. Man. You'll, you'll really be blessed by, uh, by their stories. And hope you'll, I'm sure you'll also be able to bless them with your experiences. And so uh, thank you guys so much for uh, sharing uh, your thoughts your heart, your experiences on this episode. Uh, this was a pretty long episode. Uh, and so those of you guys listening, you're going to have a lot of fun content to go through uh, on this one. Uh, but I really, it was an honor for, for, uh, for me to have you guys on here. Um, what I like to do is I like to close in prayer um, after each of these episodes. Uh, we're going to pray a prayer for the PKs um, and also for uh, basically everybody else. Um that they would also um, love uh, and also understand as well um, kind of the, the journey that PKs go through and uh, hopefully that will help them grow in their relationships with one another, with their connections and also in their walk with God. And so uh, I'm going to lead in prayer if that's all right. Uh, if you're listening, feel free to bow your heads and, and join us in prayer right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, for uh, your grace and your mercy, Lord God, in, in our lives, not just uh, in, in the life of, of us as PKs, but in, in the lives of everybody all over the world, Lord God, every single individual, whatever background, whatever journey they've been on, we thank you, God, that your grace and your love and your mercy is still accessible, Lord Jesus, uh, to each and every one of us. Uh, God, we pray for this uh, episode right now, Lord God, that it would impact the life of somebody, uh, whether it be a PK or anybody else, Lord God, that they would have some perspective, Lord Jesus, uh, about the individuals that you've called and put into position, God, uh, whether it be hard and difficult and, and during trying times, I pray that there would be grace for them, Jesus, and that uh, the prayers would begin to flow for all of our PKs, God, uh, that you would lift them up and give them strength and, and, and that they would be encouraged, God, uh, to know that everything that is happening right now, you've uh, put them in that place, to help them grow, Lord Jesus, to give them the experience and to prepare them, God, uh, for the next chapter, for the next journey that they will face, Lord Jesus. Uh, I want to pray a special prayer as well, God, for the Valenciano siblings, Lord Jesus, for uh, their family, for their church, God, that you would continue to bless them to, uh, and continue to cover them with your blood, Jesus, and that they would continue to be used as uh, an example, Lord God, and, and, and use, Lord Jesus, as, as messengers, Lord God, for your gospel, uh, for your goodness, not just to their congregation, but to their community, uh, to their city, and to the world, God. And so we thank you, God, uh, for their uh, for their life, uh, for the blessing that it is, and for their ministry. And I pray that you continue to keep all of us safe and covered under your blood. We give you all the glory, God, and all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. God bless you guys. God bless you, Valenciano siblings. Thanks uh, Jesse, for Sarah, Angela, us. Sunshine. Yeah, it's Thank it's you. been my honor. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope you don't mind. Uh, I, I'm giving a call to all of uh, our listeners. If you have any other questions or you're curious about anything else, um, I hope you guys won't mind answering some of those if they do come in. Uh, I'll send them. I'll send it their way, and I'm sure they'll give a little bit more wisdom and insight uh, <laughs> to whatever questions you guys might have. If you want to hear more funny stories? Uh, <laughs> you can ask them that as well. Uh, honestly, guys, I was shocked. Like at the beginning of this, because um, I thought I like they just told me that Sunshine is the shyest one out of all. Yeah, of them. and that blew my mind because like I thought I thought that Sunshine was the most outgoing. 
No. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's it goes to show you I, don't I really know what's going on. I'm too stressed, honestly. I I think it's because like my like my siblings are really good with people. They're really good with people. I think people are surprised because I'm so involved. But I guess God yeah. likes to use like weird people. But yeah, that's just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't that's talk to good. people. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, but once again, we're so blessed to have you guys. Uh, be sure to tune in, guys, again uh, for the next episode. We don't post every Monday and Friday. I wanted to clarify that. Uh, we, but we only post on Mondays and Fridays, and so it's not consistent. But uh, we do promote the episode before it comes out so you guys can prepare for it. Uh, but, yeah, be sure to tune, uh, tune in. The episode is going to be available soon um, and on all platforms. So thank goodness. Uh, for those of you that are waiting, we're waiting on Apple for Apple Podcasts. It is now available, so you guys can check that out. Uh, and, of course, on Spotify, Overcast, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, check out The Bridge. And uh, this episode will be available to you. So I hope it's been a blessing, guys. Uh, we will see you in the next